This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Welcome to another brand new episode of the Proton Pack Podcast. I'm Chris, and with me always is the Patrick to my SpongeBob. Say hey, Tone. Hey, guys. How are you today? Firmly grasp it in your hand. Why does this keep happening to me? Thank you for your patronage. Yeah, Thank it is good to be back. What episode are we now? 70? 73. And I think, three. Gone, yeah, I think we've gone for three, maybe four weeks now. Just, you know, how the summer goes. Uh, you Summer's were out for a bit. You went back. I had the boys. We went out of town. It's, you know, it's been crazy, but uh, we are back with a brand new live show. For yeah, you. we actually have a new one. It's great. It's good to be back and uh, looking forward to today's show. Exactly. And we've got lots of to cover. I mean, there uh, there was so much information that came out. We've got Comic-Con kicking off at the end of this week. Uh, there's some video game news. So lots and lots to get to. But uh, let's go ahead and do this first. You know, one of the big movies that we were waiting for for months, maybe even a year, was Black Widow. Marvel's Black Widow just came out two weeks ago, two Fridays ago, uh, available on Disney Premiere Plus if you wanted to watch it from the comfort of your home. But I know you and I had the chance to watch it in the theater the way it was meant to be seen. Dolby Atmos, big budget, great to be back to the theaters. And, uh, you know, the movie itself did not disappoint. It was obviously a little bit different from, you know, your standard Marvel fare. Um, For those who don't follow closely along, they may have been confused if they watched Endgame and then all of a sudden uh, Natasha's back with her own movie. But the uh, events of this movie took place right after Civil War. And uh, I think they did an amazing job of, uh, you know, keeping it fun, keeping it light. The action was great. Uh, It was funny. I love David Harbour and I loved um, uh, her sister. Um, The actress's name escapes me at the moment. But uh, Uh, Florence Pugh. That's it. She was great. She was funny. David Harbour was hilarious. Um, I think. What they did with Taskmaster, how they set up her origin, the origin story of Taskmaster and uh, the action that they gave Taskmaster versus the different heroes played out really well. It was a lot of fun. Too bad we didn't get earlier just because, you know, I I think the expectation was maybe a little higher than, uh, you know, it it deserved. But at the same time, well-rounded movie played out well. And then, of course, you know, if you stay for the end credit scene at sets up for something down the road. I won't spoil anything for you guys, but uh, you know, at least you know where one of the series will be headed um, after this. Tony, what was your take on Black Widow? Uh, I really liked it. It was great action flick. It was action from the beginning. There was only one really slow part, and that was kind of the family reunion uh, where the sister uh, Yelena went to the room and then Red Guardian, David Harbour's character, went in there to talk to her. And there was just kind of like this mother-daughter with Natasha and her mom. Well, I should say her mom. <laughs> I don't want to spoil any of the movie right. for you. You guys will just have to see it. But 
you know, like they're in their area, the, you know, sister and dad are in the other room. It was just kind of a little lull there, but otherwise the action was just start to finish. Just great. I enjoyed it. It was not your typical Marvel affair by no means. Uh, really love the, the big, the return of the big letters of where they are. Ohio. <laughs> Budapest. Uh, you know, you, if you've seen the Marvel movies, you get it. Um, I like the, uh, the intro with uh, smells like teen spirit, even though it was like, it was a cover and just the girl who did that and the way it tied just really gave the emotion of the start of the movie of the sister separating into the red room into where we are now. And then of course this takes place after civil war, like you had said, um, just kind of see the adventures. I do, however, have a gripe. I can rave all day and say this movie's great. Okay. It's it's action packed. And uh I I kind of have a little bit of a bitch with this movie. Let's hear it. And the bitch is Taskmaster Taskmaster sucked. It did <laughs> not like Taskmaster at all. And it's not because it was played by a woman um at all. Cause you, you know, in the character in the comic books, it was uh it was a guy named Tony Former Shield agent. Yeah. 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 And he like he was like a vigilante, things like that. He had really cool stories, had a cool look. I like the look of the Taskmaster in this movie, can mimic anything. I like the ability, the threat it that you know Taskmaster provides. And it's great. It's it was I don't want to uh, God, well, I kind of spoil it. Sorry, spoiler, yeah. la la la. It's a it's a girl, but it's there's just no character behind it. That the one behind it is just kind of like this. They're being injected with stuff, and they're just kind of this dull character. And they gave her the name Antonia, which is great. It's a nice homage to the Tony Shield agent, and it's the daughter of somebody, which I won't spoil. But it, it just the character didn't really do much for me. It was a, it was really disappointing, kind of a throwaway. I mean, but other than that, and I didn't like the mafioso boss. Like he didn't really, he didn't pose much of a threat. He's kind of a bitch. Like he had everybody do stuff for him, which great, you know, but he it was kind of a letdown in the way of um, the man, uh, the Mandarin was in Iron Man three, right? It was kind of a letdown, but other than that, fantastic movie action packed. If you can get around the villain portion of the movie, I give it a, I like, I think I give it an eight out of 10 on the horrible uh, reviews there. Wasn't my favorite Marvel movie of them all, but I really enjoyed it. it great, great build with uh, passing the torch uh, to Florence Pugh's character. Uh, so obviously that's where we're moving. Natasha passed away, uh, but who knows? We don't know where the Marvel universe is going. And we'll get to that uh, next week when we discuss Loki. Uh, we'll go more into that then, but uh, until then, that's it. That was my review of it. Well, and this movie goes to prove that, uh, you know, any hero can show up again. So just because Robert Downey Jr. is dead in the series and Steve Rogers is an old man doesn't mean that there can't be more prequel series or prequel uh, uh, films. Um, and, you know, I, I agree with your assessment of Black Widow. I did find the Taskmaster action awesome. Just the, the action the was great. That was great. But, but just the uh, overall threat wasn't there. Exactly. Well, with that being said, folks, we are headed into our break. When we come back, we're going to be talking TV news. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Behold my 
process. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh huh? It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, but with exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Browsers! With crates starting as large as 11 dollars per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's f-e-n-i-x media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. Welcome back, folks, to this episode of the Proton Pack Podcast. We just finished up our review of Black Widow in the last segment. Next week's segment uh, for the review will be uh, actually the finale of Loki, which, uh, spoiler alert on my part, I thought was probably the best of the uh, Marvel series. And we'll be talking a little bit about the assembled uh, uh, making of that they always do the week following. But in the meantime, let's go ahead and get into some TV news. Bazinga. The cream of the crop! <laughs> hey, baby. Let's go, Bob. Excellent. Hail to the king, baby. Well, first up is something we just talked about. If you watched the finale of Loki, and we won't put any spoilers in here, but uh, you will know that Loki will return for season two as it's revealed after the finale of season one. In a mid-credit scene, we see a close-up of some of the show's TVA paperwork, which is stamped with the words, Loki will return for season two. No more details have been released at the time of the writing. As the finale aired, uh, star Tom Hiddleston posted a message on Twitter, which hinted at a second season. Hiddleston said that the finale would provide many answers to your questions and likely many more questions. It's the first Marvel's Disney Plus series to officially announce a second season, with the now Emmy-nominated WandaVision unlikely to return, but the Falcon and the Winter Soldier build as an ongoing series. While we don't know when Loki Season 2 might be released, it may be that there's a lot of other Marvel shows to come first. Obviously, we've got What If, Miss Marvel, Hawkeye, Moon Knight, She-Hulk, Secret Invasion, more and more and more. But uh, the fact that uh, this series is continuing on with this version of Loki that, uh, you know, I really sort of fell in love with throughout the series and, you know, watching his journey. Um, and then, you know, maybe more of Sylvie and, and what happens to her character, who's kind of the enchantress, um, you know, from the Marvel lore. I'm excited. What about you, Tone? Well, very excited. So stoked that they are actually giving it a season two. I'm glad it's not a one-off. It's uh, been my favorite of all the Marvel shows. Um, and that includes even the now, non-canon MCU Netflix shows, because now those are non-canon. They kind of have just kind of said they were Marvel shows, but they're not really Marvel shows. And so they made references to-, to things that happen in Avengers, but at this point, they're just sort of brushing them off to the side. They're there. And I love Jessica Jones out of that. That was one of my favorite. Oh, so but good. It was super good. Uh, but man, Loki has been on point. Literally, there was not one bad episode. It was good better but it just every episode got better and and it was one of those shows that made me 
want to like i couldn't wait for next week to get right. here just for that i'm like oh i can't wait for wednesday it's loki wednesday you know kind of in the same way wandavision was doing that on fridays like uh we got excited with the wanda and uh you know but that had its story it had its beginning and it and its end and it's over mm-hmm. but uh, loki still rolls on so i can't yeah. wait to review that next week Oh, and so many things to talk about, about the future of Marvel Phase 4s, 5, and 6. Um, you know, what happened at the end of Loki to try and con- unpack. I should have I wore a Marvel um, shirt today. We got so much Marvel talk, yeah, and I'm wearing I Star I Wars. For those watching, hey, look, twinning, Star Wars <laughs> twins today. <laughs> exactly. But uh, So we'll do our review of Loki next week, but we do know it's coming back for Season 2. We don't know when or where into the timeline it falls. Pardon the pun, but uh, I'm excited <laughs> nonetheless. Yeah, very excited too. Let us know below uh, what you guys think. Or if you're excited, please, if you're watching along, interact with us. Uh, we are obviously not going to be able to interact back, but we'll acknowledge you at least in a future show. So let us know. Exactly. We can at least acknowledge you later if you leave a <laughs> comment below. So. Well, speaking of Disney television, Disney Plus, let's go ahead and move on to our next story about Comic-Con at Home 2021, which kicks off July 23rd through the 25th. Sort of a rehash of what they did last year. Um, you know, wow. no, <laughs> no physical Comic-Con that people are going to, at least for the summer portion of it. But Disney Television Studios has unveiled its official schedule for the Comic-Con at Home event. Now, the studio's lineup features panel discussions with cast and producers from eight fan favorite series, including animated comedies, American Dad, Bob's Burgers, Duncanville, Family Guy, and The Simpsons, along with Comic-Con newcomers, Central Park, and The Great White North. The new Disney Plus series, The Mysterious Benedict Society, is also in the mix this year. If you do want to follow along on July 23rd, they have a panel for Duncanville at 3 p.m. Pacific. On the 24th, they have The Simpsons at 11 a.m. Pacific, Central Park at 3 p.m. Pacific, Family Guy at 4 p.m. Pacific, American Dad at 5 p.m. Pacific. And then on July 25th, they have uh, The Mysterious Benedict Society at 11 a.m. Pacific. Side note, fantastic show. Watching it with the kids, even if you're an adult, it's a show about a group of kids. So good. So never, good. Never even heard of it. I like turtles. It's a new show on Disney Plus. There's five episodes so far, but okay. uh, yeah, well worth checking out. Okay, uh, the yep. Great North at 12 p.m. on Sunday and Bob's Burgers at 3 p.m. Pacific. So uh, I've heard Bob's Burgers is great. I've never watched it, though. You know, I've tried watching a couple episodes and I could never really get into it. Um, maybe I just have to sit down for yeah. like a chunk of four or five and, and see if. Yeah, know, if it it's one me. of those things, though. It's hard when you don't have time. But man. Bob's Burgers fans, they are loyal to that show. It has been around for a long time at yep. this point. I never even thought, I'm like, this show looks stupid. But <laughs> it's it's got, it's got its following, you know? Yep. And I'm sure people said The Simpsons look stupid, and uh, that damn thing is still going. And the McFarlane-verse. I mean, American Dad, Family Guy, and... Uh, um, That's uh, right. American Dad is still around. It's on TBS. You yep. just don't think about it because it's not a Fox show anymore. Yeah. But uh, great, you know, especially if you love those Fox shows and something to check out on the TV side. Well, let's roll on. Moving away from Disney over to HBO Max. Well, apparently HBO Max is going all in on their Game of Thrones animation slate with two shows currently in development for the streamer. 
A single animated project was revealed to be in development back in January, but now comes news that there is at least two more potential shows on the horizon, according to The Hollywood Reporter. One of the projects is set in territory that was never seen in the original series, and it's called The Golden Empire of Yeeti. Also simply Yeeti. called Yeeti. It is a region in the continent of Essos, near the southeastern limits of the known world. In terms of creator George R.R. R. Martin's sprawling fantasy realm, it is considered one of the oldest and most advanced societies. It is said that Yeeti is inspired by Imperial China, much how Westeros, the primary setting of Game of Thrones, was inspired by medieval Europe. In other Game of Thrones news, a live-action prequel concept is no longer going forward. Flea Bottom, which was reported to be in development and was based on the life of the infamous King's Landing slum, was apparently more of an idea that went public and was never confirmed by HBO. Um, you know, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, there's going to be a lot. You know, they've got the House of Targaryen series coming out. They've got two animated series. There's going to be a lot to take in. Um, you know, obviously, don't let the kids watch the animated series. I, I doubt it's for them. But uh, yeah, I would I doubt it is not. Yeah. <laughs> It sounds cool, especially if you're a fan of Game of Thrones. Unfortunately, I kind of fell out of it in season four. I really enjoyed up to that point, but then I caught up. I think I saw the first four seasons, and then we waited for season five, and then uh, kind of just was like, ah, I'll watch it at the end of five, and then six came, and seven, and then it, I kind of already know what happened. So I'm like, eh, I'm good. <laughs> well, and Game of Thrones is one of those that uh... – you know, everybody was in an uproar with the final season. It was a shortened season. They didn't like the way it ended. But if you let it percolate a little bit and you go back and watch it sometime after as we did, it's actually a pretty good season. Hmm, I don't right think on. I did it as much as people did. So, Well, yeah, you know what? Those are probably like those super hardcore fans, you know, they, they feel like they should be writing the show. It should go their way. And right. they didn't. So they got pissy face. So yeah, I get it. <laughs> I get that. And then finally, here in TV news, we're going to uh, drop our trailer of the week. Typically, it's a movie, but in this case, it's a TV series that I've been getting caught up on uh, over on HBO Max. Um, originally on DC Universe, we're talking Titans. Um, I am just finished up the first season. I'm excited for the second season, but they just dropped the season three trailer and has some big character names that uh, you'll recognize, you'll love. And if you're following along, uh, should be a fun ride. So with that being said, let's go ahead and watch the uh, Titans season three trailer now. I was out here all alone once. Bruce made me go out into the forest by myself for the first time. I had no idea what was out there. He was just a boy. Those were the lessons that he taught you. Bruce was a psychopath, using fear to control everyone. You need to make sure that this doesn't happen to someone else. Jason Todd. Bruce, he said, be a better Batman. The Titans got this. 
You know how crazy that is, right? Trying to step into your father's shoes. I do, Commissioner Gordon. The whole world is turned upside down. I think I'm losing my mind. Little Mr. Freeze action in there. You're gonna go? I'm gonna hawk. We need to stop it. For cases like these, we've been using a consultant. Scarecrow. Dr. Crane? Dick Grayson's. Red Hood is a biblical brother. The king moves stealthily in the shadows while the pawns are sent to the teeth of destruction. It's just his opening. Where I come from? You come after family? We show no mercy. Dang. August 12th. That's when it that drops. Looks, that looks good. I haven't watched any of the seasons, but damn, I, I it's one of those I've been wanting to watch and just no time, man. Yeah. But I, I would like it if you're a fan of the show, man. Season three looks sweet. Yeah. And if you uh, if you have kids who are fans of uh, Teen Titans or Teen Titans Go, again, not for them. Very adult. So <laughs> in any case, well worth checking out. August 12th, season three drops. I'm hoping to be caught up by then so I can catch them as they come out. But with that being said, let's go ahead and roll on into our next commercial break. When we come back, we're going to be talking movie news. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. And welcome back, folks, to the Proton Pack podcast. Before the break, we were talking a little TV news. And, of course, we dropped the uh, trailer for Titans Season 3 on HBO Max. Looks so good. But as you know, after we uh, do the TV news, we roll into the movie news, but not before we get to the weekend box office report. I got to say, Tone, I am shocked the number one there is a new number one this week yeah a new legacy top of the box office brought in an estimated 31.6 million dollars of course starring uh the looney tunes gang and lebron james the boys watched it here at home because it's also on hbo max they loved it but the critics are just slamming it they've given it a 31 percent on rotten tomatoes 36 on uh Medicare. i have zero desire to see it even though the boys are oh, watch it with us yeah I don't know. Come on. Michael Jordan's in it. Yeah. Uh, and the joke, the pun and joke here is it's Michael B. Jordan makes a cameo oh. in it. So that way they can say, you see, Michael Jordan's in it. Know that you're, you know, the original basketball playing Michael Jordan. That is makes not me want to see it even less. Even though Michael hey. Jordan, the basketball player, is a terrible actor, still. What if, what if I said that Austin Powers was in it? Yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's sort of like what they did with Ready Player One, where they're trying to cram as many Warner Brothers properties into this as possible, including the Iron Giant, who showed up in both. Um, I don't know. Just it does nothing for me. Dude, it looks terrible. Like the rap that I sent you, which we can't play on air, like <laughs> the one where they dubbed Eminem's freestyle uh-huh. rap, I think from 8 Mile yep. is what that one was from. They dubbed over the Porky Pig rap, and I was like, man, if that was in it and it literally was dropping F-bombs, I might watch it just for that. There you go. (laughs) Because that was pretty damn good. But I did see the original Porky Pig rap. I 
I did see it on YouTube and I was like, oh God, no. Awful. God oh awful. God, no. What wasn't God awful was the second place movie. Of course, we gave our review on it earlier, talking Marvel's Black Widow, brought in another 26.2 million, now bringing us 10 day domestic total to 132 million, its worldwide total to 264 million, and reportedly only cost 200 million. So they've definitely made their money back. Yeah. Plus whatever they're getting from uh, Premier Access. Yeah. One. Movie movie theaters are pissed with the fact that they can stream it because it's the most pirated movie right now. Yeah. Um, there's some crystal clear copies of uh, digital format since it's on HBO Max. Or I mean, wow, let's try that. I just saw the HBO Max ad on my screen. Disney Plus, geez, um, that was Space Jam. That was HBO Max, yeah. and uh, the fact that. The streaming hurts that one because it could make even more money and huge drop off. The biggest drop off in uh, all the Marvel movies for a right. second week. I was shocked. I was shocked that it fell to number two. I mean, I thought it would be number one Easily. at least until this week when Jungle Cruise comes out. I, I figured it would get about a two week run, but uh, that's all right. Space Jam. I'm telling you this now. We'll be having this conversation next week. Will not beat Jungle Cruise next week. It probably. We'll go if I had to predict next week, it'll go Jungle Cruise, Black Widow, Space Jam will probably be like number three or four. Yeah, I think Space Jam will fall off. Um, you know, and the movie theaters, obviously, yeah, they're upset, but at the same time, they've been closed for six months. So, what did the studios have to do? It's just well, a short period of time before, you know, even Disney has said that like Free Guy is going to be one of the first movies that is only in theaters, not available for premiere access. So, you know, they just need to hang tight at this point. Right. Well, another thing too, LA County just went back on mask mandate and stuff, and that could have yeah. kept people out of the theater, unfortunately. Yeah. It's a big market. It's a huge market. So, Yep. Moving on to third place was the horror sequel, Escape Room Tournament of Champions, brought in $8.8 million, uh, for the weekend. Um, never saw the first one. Looks like a cheap Saw ripoff to me, so not a whole lot of desire there. Um, let's yeah. see. In fourth place was the uh, Fast Saga movie F9 with another 7.6 million. They've made uh, 154.8 million domestically, 591 million worldwide. Obviously, it's a huge movie in the overseas markets. Uh, yeah. It was a fun movie. It was ridiculous, but it was fun. I really enjoyed it. I'll wait till uh, it comes out on. <laughs> yeah, one of it, I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, is are you going for the top notch over acting? No, right. you, you, yeah. you just going because it's a fun movie. It's just it's it's ridiculous. It's not the worst Fast and the Furious thing I've seen, but it's but it was pretty bad in the sense of come on, a Fiero and space. Yeah. yeah. In fifth place was the Boss Baby Family Business, brought in four point seven million, bringing its domestic total to forty four point six. Um, heard, heard it was a cute movie. If you yeah. got kids, you're probably uh, watching that on Peacock because it's not even a pre. It's not even a premium. If you have the Peacock, then it's you have the power to just watch it at home. Yeah, but I've heard first, it was cute though. Yeah, the first one was entertaining. I haven't seen any of the sequels, but uh, yeah, maybe worth watching with the kiddos. Hey. And then rounding out the top ten, you had the Forever Purge with four point one six million. A quite what a garbage movie. <laughs> a Quiet Place Part 2 with 2.3 million, also now available on Paramount Plus. Uh, Roadrunner, a film about Anthony Bourdain with 1.9 million. Meep, meep, meep. Cruella with 1.11 million. And then Pig with 945,000. Oh, Pig is is a Nicolas Cage. I, I swear to God, it's he's a truffle pig farmer. 
And this is his, he's goes, it's like John Wick. So somebody kidnaps his truffle pig. I'm not making this up. And he has to redeem it and recover his truffle pig because he's a truffle pig farmer. I had to review this on Pop Culture Kaboom. Wow. Uh, Yeah, that was one of the horrible trailers. We gave it a touch brown, but it is a real movie. And the fact that it even made 0.945 million blows my mind. Almost a million. Yeah, that's crazy. Blows my mind because it's a truffle pig farmer and his truffle pig gets kidnapped so now he can't make truffle bacon <laughs> i'm not making this up this Nicholas is legit stuff pig. yeah yeah you throw scripts he's he's, he's a hoe for movies man you know exactly. give a crap he's a hoe then looking at uh this upcoming week's movies it doesn't look like jungle cruise comes out this week the following week this week we get m night Shyamalan's old and snake eyes so, oh, I got a, I got ahead. Okay, we didn't cover that this week for Jungle Cruise. Yeah. So yeah, you're uh, right. It's Snake Eyes this week. Well, let me let me reverse. So ignore what you what you heard at the beginning because I was wrong. It won't be the number one, but the number one movie this coming weekend will be. Let's see. Probably Black Widow followed by Snake Eyes. That's my guess. You you think? Yeah. What was the other movie that comes out? Old? old. Yeah, old, old. Old will probably open at number three or four. Yeah. M Night Shamadoo. I think. <laughs> I think you're right. I think Black Widow will probably be back up. I'm gonna go Snake Eyes, Black Widow, Old Space Jam. Well, we'll check in a week from. It today. won't be Pig. We- I pr- yeah. I promise you, it will not be Pig, the truffle farming movie. It will not. <laughs> And with that being said, folks, that does it for the weekend box office report. Let's go ahead and roll into that movie news. And here we go. Are you the key master? Laugh it up, fuzzball. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. This baby hits 88 miles per hour. They're going to see some serious shit. And we've got uh, you know, little bits of movie news to drop on you. So uh, you know, we'll go a little bit longer in this segment because there's not as much on the video game side. But uh, some big announcements nonetheless. For instance... Originally slated for a t- June 2019 release, Transformers 7 was pulled from Paramount's schedule, circled by rumors of a franchise reboot or reset, with Hasbro having more creative control. During a virtual kickoff event for the seventh film in the franchise, which has officially begun production, producer Lorenzo de Bonaventura and director Stephen Cappell Jr., who also directed Creed uh, 2, revealed that the next film will take place in 1994 seven years after 2018's Bumblebee, and feature Beast Wars mythology. The title, Transformers Rise of the Beasts. The official synopsis is, returning to the action and spectacle that first captured moviegoers around the world 14 years ago with the original Transformers, Transformers Rise of the Beasts will take audiences on a 90s globetrotting adventure and introduce the Maximals, Predacons, and Terracons to the existing battle on Earth between Autobots and Decepticons. As long as Michael Bay stays out of it, I'm fine. I loved the Beast Wars series and toy line that came out. Uh, so much fun uh, that they're integrating that. And if it uh, sticks a little bit closer to the Bumblebee with what they did on Cybertron, that'll be much better than the garbage Michael Bay ones that uh, we've had to experience before it. Tony, are you looking forward to Transformers 7 Rise of the Beasts? Oh, of course. If we're going Beast Wars and uh, it's another entry, um, absolutely. I enjoy the Transformers movies. They're not the greatest things in the world, but by Fast and the Furious, I enjoy seeing them on the big screen, good or bad. Yeah. You know, you don't go for the story. The story is ridiculous. But when you introduce Beast Wars, as long as you have somebody 
that at least is either writing the script or behind it that cares about the product, then it's going to deliver to your childhood nostalgia. So yeah, of course. And where Bumblebee sort of took the baton is they got back to the original G1 Transformer designs, which were much better than those weird, like, robot-y, you know, clanky things that Michael Bay put out. Um, yeah. So I'm excited for it. I am, too. And Bumblebee was great, man. I enjoyed it. It was good. So. I did, too. Moving on to our next one, sticking, uh, not sticking, but moving on to the world of Disney. And uh, submitted for your approval, if you are a, a Twilight Zone fan, Scarlett Johansson is set to both produce and star in a film based on the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, according to Collider. Josh Cooley, director of Toy Story 4 and writer for Inside Out, is writing the screenplay while Johansson will produce, through her production company, these pictures, alongside Jonathan Leah. No other details about the film have been announced, but, uh, you know, it, I, I love the ride more so the Florida Disney World version of it than uh, what the Guardians of the Galaxy took over in Disneyland. But if they can do a proper Twilight Zone with sort of that Disney fun, by all means, you know, Jungle Cruise looks like a lot of fun and maybe along these same lines. Yeah, I think with uh, this one should be fun. It gets uh, Scarlett Johansson back with Disney and uh, that's a good thing, you know. Like, and she's doing something different. Um, whenever you take a Disney ride uh, and make it a, a full length fi- a film, it's a risky proposition. It's, it could be really good. It could be really bad. You got to tell a great story. Jungle Cruise will kind of tell us uh, in two weeks if that's going to be good. But if, it, if done right and it, it ends up being successful, then maybe they'll update the Florida one a bit instead of it. We're back. I think to keep some of that, but maybe incorporate some of the movie in there to make it more updated feeling. And that's the thing, you know, if they go more Jungle Cruise Pirates route, as opposed to the Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy, some 15, almost 20 years ago now, I think it should be okay. So yeah, they should redo the Haunted Mansion. That would be cool. Yeah. Like if you kept it in the very vein of what it is, like with a good script. It can be like a good family PG-13 Halloween type flick. Absolutely. And then finally here in movie news, just a quick bite that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 will begin filming uh, in November, according to Chris Pratt, who recently revealed a uh, uh, that you know, that's when production is starting. We don't know much more beyond it aside from you know who the main characters are, but we don't know the villain. Um, it'll be fun to see what comes of that. And of course, we're going to see them even sooner in Thor Love and Thunder. So uh, you know, just a little bit of uh, production news for you guys before we head out to our break. Now, speaking of which, we are headed into the break. When we come back, we're going to be talking video game, game news and a little bit of Comic-Con as well. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. back folks to the final segment of this episode of the proton pack podcast we talk tv news we talk movie news we're about to get into video game news but real quick just wanted to mention something about san diego comic-con at home again starting the end of this week the biggest announcement is that uh, both disney marvel and uh warner brothers dc will not be attending looks like they'll be doing their own you know disney d23 uh we'll probably get uh oh what was the dc um what did they call it tone um 
Fandome, DC Fandome. Fandome. Yeah. So DC we'll probably get fandom. that separately. Um, you know, as far as content for San Diego Comic-Con, you know, you've got Paramount, who's uh, still promoting Snake Eyes. Netflix has a panel scheduled for Army of Thieves, The Last Mercenary, starring Jean-Claude Van Damme, and an indie documentary f- titled For Mad Men Only, The Stories of Del Close. So, Ooh, I, Snake Eyes. I have a feeling, Tone, that... Uh, San Diego Comic-Con at home is going to be as big of a letdown as it was last year. That's one of those things where it has to be in person just because the studios have their own separate things that they do that are far more exciting than any of those titles I just mentioned. Yeah, it's definitely um, one of those um, big time. uh, You got to be there. The excitement or you got to have crowds. Having a crowd is everything. The at home is played out. We are open. Like people should be flocking. They should be excited to promote their projects. They should be there. This is what's coming. The, the announcements you do at home are fine, but you could do that at any time. There's no nothing really gets me like I'm not going to set anything to say I need to watch this right. that day because I'll just watch the trailer later and I'll pick what I want. But if you're there in person, it's the atmosphere. It's the the it's excitement, the, the surprise. The- it's the fact that. You were there. You get to see the trailer. We're not releasing it to anybody else. So, like, if you want to say, hey, we got the new Spider-Man trailer, and this movie comes out in December, we ain't showing it off to the public for a while. So, you want to come see it, come see it. Or maybe you go, like, a Thor Love and Thunder trailer, things like that. So, yeah, Comic-Con in person absolutely needs to be – you got to be there to know what it really feels like. It's, yeah. it's truly, truly a unique experience, and – uh I miss going. It's been since 2014 since we've done that. So it's been about seven years. Mm-hmm. So a long, long stretch of not doing that. And it was, uh, it, I can remember it just being epically uh, one of the best things in the world. So I really enjoyed it. I agree. So, you know, well, I'll catch bits and pieces of it. Obviously, we'll report on it uh, on this show. But uh, for the most part, I think DC Fandom and D23 online events are going to be way better than whatever this is. So, yeah. That's the way it goes. But uh, with that being said, let's go ahead and roll into our final segment, uh, talking video games. Hey, man, you want to play some video games? Well, first up, if you are a fan of Super Smash Brothers, but uh, don't own a Nintendo console, Nintendo Switch, IGN exclusively announced Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, a new fighting game featuring characters from SpongeBob SquarePants, Rugrats, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Ren and Stimpy, and more. The brawler, which looks to be similar to Super Smash Bros. in style, will come to PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, and still Nintendo Switch in fall 2021. It's being developed by Ludosity and Fair, Lab, uh, Fair Play Labs and published by Game Mill Entertainment, uh, there is a trailer. I don't know if you put it up on our um, site yet, Tone, but uh, we will have it up there. If you like the Nickelodeon characters, yeah. you know, we mentioned uh, you know, some of the names that are going to be on there. Michelangelo, Leonardo, Nigel Thornberry, Powdered Toast Man. That'll be fun. SpongeBob SquarePants, Sandy Cheeks, Patrick Starr, Oblina from Ah Real Monsters, Lucy Loud from The Loud House, Lincoln Loud from The Loud House, Helga from Hey Arnold, Reptar from Rugrats, Zim from Invaders. Reptar! 
And Danny Phantom from, well, Danny Phantom. Uh, those style games are a lot of fun to play. I couldn't see myself paying 60 bucks for this, but, no. uh, you know, if it's a 39, 49 bucks, maybe. Um, but I know the kids will enjoy the hell out of it. I think this is great for the kids. This is uh, a little bit about it kind of kind of pulls at the uh, the nostalgia factor for us growing up. I mean, I would like it. I didn't see Doug funny on there, but man, Doug kicking the crap out of Roger. Oh. Maybe get a little super pork chop and quail man in there. Get that giant I mean, Ren backhand slap. Yeah, Ren I think having Ren and Stimpy in there is awesome. Powdered Toast Man. Um, I hope Logs in there. I mean, I I would like to play it just for the nostalgia factor. Do I want to pay big money for it? No, but where they'll prop well I'll probably end up picking it up at a discounted rate would be for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which yeah, it's kind of weird they're putting it in the Nickelodeon verse, but I, I know Nickelodeon owns the rights to it now. Right. But but growing up, that wasn't a Nickelodeon show, so no, no. But I I think and if you take the Smash Brothers formula. It works well. Uh, PlayStation did it with their PlayStation All-Stars where they had like Sly Cooper versus um, Ratchet and Clank versus Parappa the Rapper. And they didn't have a big cast of characters to really do it, but it was still a fun game. And I got a feeling that uh, they'll, they'll borrow a lot of elements. There's a lot of stages that I think could be a lot of fun. I hope they fight in the Double Dare stage too. That'd be pretty sweet. That would be awesome. So yeah, we'll check it out. Uh, let's see. Wouldn't it be funny put a digital Mark Summers in there and they fight in the Legends of the Hidden Temple? <laughs> oh, there's like a big booger nose and a lot of slime. Yeah, I, I'm intrigued by it. I'm definitely, the, the inner kid in me is is actually a little interested in this game. I'm interested in playing it for sure. Well, you you got to wait till fall. Moving on, uh, speaking a little bit about Nintendo, Tony, it is here what we've been waiting for, the Nintendo Switch Pro. Well, it's not necessarily the Pro. Nintendo has finally revealed its long-rumored new model of Nintendo Switch, the Nintendo Switch OLED model. Ooh, that's an exciting name. And it'll be released on October 8th with a retail price of $349.99. The upgraded machine, which many had taken to calling the Switch Pro when it was being rumored ahead of its announcement, features a larger 7-inch OLED screen, but the size of the console is unchanged from the base Switch model. A wider adjustable base stand, enhanced audio, 64 gigabytes of internal storage, and a wired LAN port in the dock. I, I, it, it, I can't tell you how underwhelming this announcement is from Nintendo. You know, we were hoping for 4K, uh, improved battery lives, maybe some you know different uh, get gadgets and gizmos, but uh, ultimately it's just it's an updated screen. That's all it is. Yeah, it is absolutely disappointing it's great if you don't already own a nintendo switch then this is a great model for you guys to pick up it's uh, for you and myself i already have one not worth it um disappointing i mean you want to get out there and kind of you compete xbox is on the next level playstation's on the next level granted you can't get a lot of these because of the shortage with covid and the chips and developing a lot of electronics but for the switch I love the fact that it's OLED. That's that's great. It's a great step. But man, like, where is the Bluetooth? You should be able to link Bluetooth controllers right. to your system, your Bluetooth headphones. Like, no one wants to put in, like, wired headphones to have to listen on the plane. It should be Bluetooth. Um, a lot of things they dropped the ball with. And I'm also disappointed that they still haven't even moved on to the next uh, 
for their online service. Like, where the hell's the Nintendo 64 online? Or why don't we just wipe it all and start making all these games downloadable? Like, offer them for a couple bucks for purchase and let us buy a la carte instead of releasing free crappy games that no one wants to play. (laughs) Like, this last round of Super Nintendo games are so bad, I've never even heard of them. Yeah. I I don't even know if they ever made it. I don't, I've never heard of them. They're terrible. So <laughs> it's a, a huge misstep from Nintendo. Who, huge. Over the last couple of years, they've been on it. I mean, with their game releases, their consoles, but uh, yeah, sadly, just, just kind of a snooze fest. Yeah, and maybe it's, maybe it's coming, but I think they, they, I agree with you. They dropped the ball. Should have been the next gen system. I would have paid and bought it and make it all backwards compatible with everything would have been perfection. Maybe if, next year. Yeah, and if you guys listening have some other advantage to getting this one over the previous, let us know. You know, you can yeah. always follow us Hello. anywhere. Comments. Online. Comments. Proton Pack Podcast. Uh, Facebook. Instagram. We are all over the place. Tony, Instagram! Before, before I play the outro, anything you want to leave us with? Uh, yeah. Um, I want to say thank you for watching. Thank you for supporting us. Thanks for hanging in there. We haven't put out anything new because of vacations, but like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, and let us know if there's anything you want us to cover. Message us. Let us know. Maybe we cover it in a future show. Other than that, thank you. Peace out. And go see Black Widow. See you guys next week. I am. Hasta la vista, baby. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Mommy, where's Fluffy? Goodbye.